Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. <laughs> okay, here we are. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> we're recording hard again. Yeah. Now! Now! And go. Go. All right. Well, hello, Gretchen. Hi. Happy 420. Oh, my God. Our favorite holiday has arrived. <laughs> First and foremost, our favorite unofficial holiday might may might be the best way to put that actually. So mm-hmm. here holiday we are. Yeah, the highest of holy holidays. <laughs> Indeed, I and... didn't even mean the high like the devil meaning there. Perfect, the highest of the holy. Oh boy, I'm gonna have some cider. Oh boy, have some cider. <laughs> We are keeping with the 420 theme and we're making a fun broccoli dish today. We're not only doing that, but we're going to be infusing the crust of that broccoli dish with Gretchen's using butter and I am experimenting with a THC tincture to use. So lots of fun stuff happening today. But until then, not only are you drinking a hard cider, which I want you to tell me about in a second, but what are you smoking for our 420 extravaganza? This is Pacific Stone brand cereal milk. It's 25% THC. Apparently, it is supposed to be dense and potent nugs that provide a sweet and savory experience. Actually, that's kind of what we're going for today. Creamy, creamy, ooh, (laughs) delicious, with effects that will keep you in good spirits. All right, laughing the night away and relaxing with your favorite ways to pass the time. Like its name, it will keep you coming back for more. What a party. I'm confused about like the cereal milk. Is that just the phenomenon of like where you eat your cereal and there's a little milk left over? So you add cereal, but then there's a little bit too much. There's not quite enough milk for that cereal. So you add a little bit more milk and then you have like repeat the the process until, yeah. A little confused by that, yeah. (laughs) Or is it cereal, like, repeating a cereal killer? Well, (laughs) it's it's spelled cereal the food, not cereal the series. So So probably the sweet milk situation. Milk, yes, (laughs) I'm assuming. But what are you enjoying today? Well, since I am going to be cooking with that THC tincture, I decided to test that out. So I just did. It's um, it's just THC, but I guess it does have the terpene still. So we've got humulene, beta-caryophylline, and alpha-pinene. And it is a 30-milliliter bottle with 800 milligrams of THC almost. So heavy duty, I guess. But anyways, I did the recommended half a dropper under my tongue right before we started. And we'll see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to it because I have, I need to move away from smoking. I have been coughing and I just like, I got to find a way to balance it. But I've been intimidated by the tinctures because I don't know 
what an equivalent amount is of a dropper to like my bong, you know, like I'm having a hard time conceptualizing those two things. So anyway, I hope it works. I'll keep everybody posted because it should hit while we're recording. Hopefully that's the goal of the sublingual stuff. So here we go. Could be a topsy-turvy 420 where I don't know what's going on and Gretchen's got to lead us through it, but she's taking a huge puff right now. So I'm not sure how that's going to go for both of us. I think it's, I think it's clogged. Like there, it, I, it's either rolled too tight because I'm not getting a good hit. You're right. I was over here trying to take the biggest hit of all time, <laughs> <clears throat> but mostly because I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. It was like, yeah, it wasn't am I, are my lungs just all fucked up now? And I can't tell how big of a hit I'm taking or how, what's going on? Is it me? Is it the joint? It must be the joint. Are you getting some now? You getting a little more airflow? Yeah, I'm getting better airflow. There it's it probably is. too tight. It's probably too tight. These professional right. rollers, man. I Come know. On. They're so good at it. Ugh, man. Well, we're off on an adventure then. So you've got, you're trying to get the max you can out of your joint or anything at all. And then I'm experimenting with a tincture. So this is a good place to make food, I guess. <laughs> At least we've done a fair amount of prep for our dish today. So hopefully we can execute quite efficiently and without too much difficulty. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. But yeah, we are doing a bit of a hybrid sort of Frankenstein kind of tart today. Yeah, <laughs> we... Fra- Frankenstein. Yeah. Tartenstein. Tartenstein. <laughs> We started out with the ridiculously easy press-in tart crust for sweet or savory tarts from the Cafe Sucre Farine. Sure. That's a website. We'll link to that. And then the other recipe we're using is Martha Stewart's Broccoli Pecorino Tart Recipe. So like we said, a little bit of a hybrid situation there. But Gretchen described this dough to me as kind of similar to the eggless shortbread that we did from France. That'll be fun. Even more than I realized, because we melted the butter for that, too. And we're melting the butter for this tart dough. So that's right. Excellent. Carryover. Yes. Perfect. Smooth transitions that we didn't even know were going to happen. It all started with broccoli. But, oh, what are you drinking? Because we wanted (laughs) to pick a fun cider today to go with our broccoli tart. I I love the marketing on this can because it is Two Town Cider House Cosmic Explorer Original Cosmic Crisp. It's a beautiful, like, I would say cobalt blue, not glass, can. Has stars all over it. Vaguely reminds me of a Pepsi can, actually, in color and kind of style. Like, yeah, has that same base blue of a Pepsi can. Maybe a shade darker, but very close. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, anything that's star related, I will label by because uh, that's just how I function in this world. So yeah, stars, cosmic galaxy, soul. So- 
so far it's good. I bought three individual ones just in case I hated it so that I didn't have to drink the whole thing. Right. But so far. Unlike me. Pleasantly surprised. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. You, you did pick up a four pack of something and did not like it. Mm -mm. But what is yours? Just Apple or is it something else? Ah, I see. So they actually use cosmic crisp apples. Oh, fun. So that that's the hook. So I think the name of the actual beer is Cosmic Explorer. I don't know. Mm. We'll find out. I'll have to look again <laughs> and see if I can find others from this brand and see what their branding is like. Yeah, what's another flavor? But it's delicious. It's just it's pure apple all the way through. Well, good, perfect. Do you want to let them know which one you didn't like or? Are you just going to tell them what you're drinking? <laughs> I don't want to be mean about it, but I picked up this Swedish hard cider and it's called Rekorderlik. Uh, yes. And it was mango raspberry, naturally gluten-free, vegan-friendly, 4.5% alcohol. And I hate it. I really <laughs> don't like it at all. And I got it because we had Angry Orchard and I was thinking that was boring and I didn't want that. But now I am back to, you know, old trusty Angry Orchard crisp apple, two apples in every bottle, and the mango raspberry is, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but yeah, I've got three and a half more cans to go. <laughs> It'll be slow going. Right. Say that. Well, uh, if, I ha- if I have a brilliant idea of how you might be able to get rid of them other than just throwing them out, I'll let you know. I am just seeing that it says to serve it with ice cubes and a squeeze of lemon oh, and garnish with a wedge, it says. Okay, interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think the lemon would have helped, though. So Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have saved it. <laughs> I wonder what the deal is with this, because this makes me feel like somebody accidentally made this. They're like, how the fuck are we going to sell it? <laughs> And so they were just like, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay, we'll just market it. Like, okay, we figured it out. If we add this to it, it's good. So put that on the cans. Just make sure you serve it this way. Make it pretty. Put a wedge on it. Call it a day. Call it a day. Serve it to your friends who don't care. Yeah, it's like water it down. (laughs) Put a pretty garnish on it. (laughs) And lots of lemon. (laughs) lots of lemon so much lemon you can't even taste it anymore it's just a lemon drink fill a gallon of fill a gallon jar with ice (laughs) pour one can of cider in fill the rest with lemon okay so i'm drinking my angry orchard i'm feeling a little floaty so i'm wondering if that tincture is starting to hit a little bit I'm feeling very excited about that. Should we start talking about food then? Because I think we're ready. Hungry. Yeah. And I'm ready. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be simple, but it is also going to be kind of intriguing. And we're kind of playing around with it, of course. So yeah. do you want to, should we start with the ingredients for the crust, maybe? Uh, sure. I mean, other than, are we not really going to talk about like we don't want to do cocktail like the talking points first on broccoli and stuff or no i guess we should yeah 
It's like, I feel like we're, whoa, we're skipping a whole section of this. Whole yeah. We are. We're like, I'm ready to be done. Let's go. I know. Okay. I think the jinx is working. Might be working. So, this is exciting. Yeah. All right. We've just talked well, way more about cider than we thought we were going to, I think. Who knew? Thought we'd have so much cider chat. Well, we, in the same way that we talked about artichokes from Marcella's Ingrediente book, we also wanted to check in in that same book and see what she had to say about broccoli, because she not only provides a lot of insight about how to cook them, but how to look for the best type of produce and then how to store it. And so we wanted to see what she had to say about broccoli. And here we go. When I see broccoli florets bagged for sale at the store, I wonder... What happened to the stems? The flavorful, juicy stem is every bit as good as asparagus, but cooks often discard it. First, because they don't know how delicious it is, and second, because they won't be bothered to peel away the hard, dark rind. It's a pity, because the meaty, pale flesh at the broccoli's core may well be more enjoyable than the cabbagey florets. Even children might like it. <laughs> Hot tip on getting your children to eat greens, because if you cut off, like, typically the inside of the stem is pretty, like, pale. It may not even be very green. And so you could just, like, chop it up and be like, it's a special kind of potato. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a vegetable. Just, yeah, you could trick them real easy. You yeah. just got to peel that outer part off. Yeah. And then a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. Anyway, I like that she says cabbagey too. I like when she uses her e words. E words. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're very much an e word kind of people here. We so. are. We love our e words. <laughs> okay, so when buying broccoli, examine the stem. It should have an overall fresh look, and the exposed center of its cut end should be a pale, moist looking green. Avoid exceptionally thick stems because they are overgrown and stringy. The head of florets must be tightly packed and a bright, solid green color. Any yellowing and opening of the head are signs of age. Fresh broccoli will keep up to five days in an open plastic bag in the refrigerator's vegetable drawer. To prepare a stem for cooking, detach it from the head and use a vegetable peeler with a swiveling blade to pare away all the dark, tough rind that surrounds it, thus exposing the pale, tender core. If you find any strings after it's cooked, it means that the broccoli was old or that you didn't peel it down enough. To my taste, the best thing you can do with very fresh broccoli is to cook it in liberally salted boiling water. Drop in the well-trimmed stems first, cook for about three to four minutes, then put in the florets, their tops facing up, and cook for an additional four minutes. Drain, sprinkle it with crunchy sea salt and either a fine red wine vinegar or lemon juice. Toss and anoint with a good fruity olive oil. Eat it while still warm if possible. Okay, that, that simple presentation sounds amazing. I want to eat it right now. I want to know how she intends to keep the florets tops facing up in the boiling water. This makes zero sense to me. <laughs> right. But maybe it's not like a rapid boil and they just kind of 
bob up and down there. Yeah. Or if she's cutting them long enough to not, but you'd be putting them into pretty a good, you need to put it into a large amount of water in order to make it boil well. We should try it. Yeah. Sometime. Yeah. We, yeah, I might have to. Because we roasted ours. <laughs> hmm hmm I love how she says, and anoint with a good fruity olive oil. So oh, yeah. So poetic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, other excellent employments for broccoli are baked under a thick cover of grated Parmesan cheese, sautéed with garlic and olive oil, in a vegetable soup, or as a pasta sauce. If choosing to make pasta sauce, Briefly blanch the broccoli, chop it coarsely, and saute it in olive oil with garlic, chili, pepper, and mashed anchovies. The stems are also very nice raw. After peeling them, cut them lengthwise into two or more pieces and season with salt and olive oil. I have had them in Asian restaurants served with sesame oil, and I loved them. I like how final that thought is. It's like, (laughs) I love them. You're wrong if you disagree. (laughs) she's so I love her tone and her voice that comes through and I and like you said like I remember with the asparagus she started or uh, artichoke she started it off with like I've heard some people boil them which is fucking (laughs) insane basically is what she said (laughs) and then she's like so definitive here too with like I loved it it's not up for debate that it's not good or that there's it's just delicious as I. <laughs> I like the thick cover of Parmesan cheese. I was like, ooh, yes. But also that, like, blanching it first, then chop it down and sauteing it. Although, no anchovies for me, obviously. That would not right. be where I'm going. But uh, <laughs> olive oil with garlic, chili pepper, chili pepper, and mashed anchovies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all sounds delicious. I do. I want to make a pasta sauce. I can see it with like those big rigatoni. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. I made a pasta sauce with what I would almost call, what I would call a broccoli pesto. Mm. It was was just broccoli and cheese mixed together and then put on pasta. It was delightful. That Highly sounds recommend. delicious. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm picturing is almost like a pesto, but maybe a little heavy cream, maybe mm-hmm. a little shallot. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all Marcella has to say about broccoli. And as always, I learned a lot and I want to make everything she says. Every, every, every single little everything. thing. Everything. And then you had looked up a little bit of stuff in on food and cooking about our dear friend broccoli oh i put something in here and it's gone oh shit she had a there's in like in on food and cooking there was like a really beautiful descriptor of how like broccoli was put together and i had typed it out Oh, actually, no, sorry. I had pared it down so much that it's just this one sentence. Never mind. <laughs> I think I read on and then it was like, oh, this doesn't actually refer to broccoli. And so I cut it out. In more recent years, they've discovered that broccoli was probably developed in Italy 
and from broccoli cauliflower comes by way of genetic breeding Mm -hmm. really don't know how they got there because that seems like a real long throw but it is true that that's how it's the same they both flower from the head Mm -hmm. they have those little stalks those interior stalks and then the big thick main stalk yeah Mm mm-hmm on Food and Cooking said, this was hitting me very hard last night after whatever it was that I smoked last. And I was like, this is so beautiful. But I'm reading it now and it is not having the same effect at all. <laughs> but direct quote from On Food and Cooking about broccoli. In the case of broccoli, extra flower stalk tissue develops and fuses into thick spears and then goes on to produce clusters of small green flower buds. So it's talking about how a cabbage will eventually send out a flower stalk if you don't pick it. And so with selective reading, they got it to make a thicker and thicker and thicker flower stalk. And that's that selective breeding brought about broccoli. From cabbage or from cauliflower? From cabbage. Oh, okay. Cauliflower is further removed. So if we go with a grandparent analogy, cabbage is the grandparent of cauliflower. By Cabbage, forget broccoli, forget cauliflower. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Old Testament style. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what the Old Testament says. Sure. It's been a long time since I've been to church. Or read a Bible. I guess you don't really have to go to church. You could just read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Lots of baguettes in the beginning. Not the bread. So those were my two teeny tiny contributions on the broccoli front. Okay. So broccoli is another flower. Like our artichoke was yes, a flower. Exactly. But okay. it's the immature. Like both of them are the immature buds. Never mind. Or Im- immature parts. Like it's not full flower. Okay. You're... It's like it's like the ex. It's like before, it's like a rose before it's like opened up and the flowers have spread out. So this is yes. the shape of the rose. Yes. Thank right you. there. Okay. Yes. It's like, I need an analogy and I cannot think of one for the life of me that most people would know. So. Okay. Should we just talk about what we're cooking now? Yeah. Let's talk get about into it. that. Yeah. Oh, have we even really properly discussed uh, what we are making today? We've said the recipes and that it is a broccoli tart, but we and that the dough is a little bit like our eggless shortbread, but we have not given anything else. We've been real okay. tight-lipped about this here. <laughs> or just real <laughs> distracted by the other parts exactly. of the things we did yeah. research on. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start with ingredients, and we're going to start with the crust. We've got one and a half cups all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of sugar, three quarters a teaspoon kosher salt, nine tablespoons of butter, and additional tablespoon of water if the dough is dry. So that is the recipe coming from Cafe Sucre Farine. Then for our topping, which is from Martha Stewart's broccoli pecorino tart recipe, we have one bunch of broccoli, 
cut into small florets, stalks peeled and thinly sliced. We actually did thin slices. Wait, she also says thinly sliced, but the picture did not look like thinly sliced broccoli. I think she's saying thinly slice the stalk and cut oh. the, cut it like cut the heads into small florets and then thinly peel and then thinly slice the stalk. You're correct. Yes. Yes, you're correct. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, teamwork. This is but why it works. Do, it is, yeah. <laughs> but we we took it a step further with our small florets and thinly sliced those. So they're little trees. So they look like little trees. And we did a little roast on them mm-hmm. first because Martha was using a puff pastry crust, but that would leave us limited on how we'd be able to get our cannabis infusion in. And since we found an easy crust, it was like, let's make it instead of buying. So we're having to tweak and do our own little thing here. So this is all recipe testing live. Exactly. Yay. How fun. A live journal. Woo, everybody oh, loves that. Yeah. Always a great idea. So, but, so we have our little broccoli trees that are pre-roasted. And then what else is going to be our topper? For the tart. Uh, we're using two tablespoons of olive oil, two cloves of garlic, thinly sliced, half a teaspoon red pepper flakes, salt and pepper, and half a cup of shaved pecorino romano. And I guess I did not read this recipe very well because I pressed my garlic and tossed it with my broccoli before I put it in the oven. <laughs> well, garlic is garlic yeah (laughs) it's gonna taste good wherever it is (laughs) but yeah so i just was like two cloves of garlic of course i'm pressing it this is what i'm doing no arguments will be made yep keep it moving that's what we do around here we make quick decisions keep it moving okay so pretty simple like you said we've already roasted our garlic we've we washed cut prepped our garlic we did use the stock we peeled them and Cut them thin, as suggested here, but also as Marcella said to do, because the stock is so tasty. And what are our steps next with the dough and then the top the toppers? <laughs> um, I literally like don't was like what what okay did so, those words make sense? No, they do. Now I had okay. to think. I just had to think okay. it through. We're good. I'm gonna <laughs> proceeding. I got this. <clears throat> I got it. I got it. I got it. I am not high at all. No, no, no. No. Anyway. No. Sober as an apple. Is that a thing? Is that a saying? No. no oh, okay, good. <laughs> but then I was thinking sober as a fermented apple would be kind of funny. But yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> okay. In order to make our crust, we are going to mix together the flour, sugar, and salt. And then we're going to melt nine tablespoons of butter. As Becca mentioned before, I am using some butter as my infusion method today. And she's using a tincture. And we're I'm not sure on the dosage for my butter, which is making me very jealous because I may not be able to eat any of this tart. It might be too strong for me. I'm using a couple tablespoons of butter. My mom might get to eat all of this tart. We'll find out. Lady. (laughs) 
we'll see. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it light too. I don't want to overdo it, but I did want to have a little bit of it first just to see kind of how it affected me before cooking with it. But at, at that point, when we melt the butter right before we start to mix it into those dry ingredients that Gretchen mentioned, that's the stage I'm going to add the tincture. Yes. And we figured okay. out that you're going to put one dropper full mm-hmm. because their recommended dose was to start with a half a dropper. Mm-hmm. So, and this tart serves how many people? Oh, I don't even remember. I think four or something. So we wanted to just make it for two people. Six. Six. So yeah, even better. All the better because James and I will probably eat the whole tart today. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. We, so. we had to have that whole discussion of realistically, how much of this tart do you want to eat today? <laughs> and how much will you be saving for later? None of it. Okay, well, that yes. means we have to adjust our dose. And so maybe okay. maybe I only put in one tablespoon of my butter because mm-hmm. then at least I know I won't be, if I eat a whole piece, I won't be fucked up, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be extremely light dose probably, but. But that's okay, because. We're just experimenting, obviously for 420 reasons, but also because why not? And it's fun to try a tincture like this too, because as as rewarding as it is to make your own can of butter, it's still a process. And so this will be an intriguing find if I can just do a little dropper of tincture in something instead. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, very curious. I'm regretting not buying some tincture myself, but that has not been my focus when looking at weed lately. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know. Okay, but so we're gonna melt our butter. Gretchen's using can of butter. I'm using tincture at that stage. And then what are we doing with the butter and those dry ingredients? We're gonna mix them together until they form a cohesive dough. Is it gonna be a little crumbly? It should be a little crumbly because we're going to actually put it into our pan by trying evenly distribute the crumbs over the bottom and then press it in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, this is this is for a regular tart pan and we're making our lives easier by just using a square tart pan and pressing it in. Or well, you're using an 8 by 8 mm-hmm. cake pan and I'm using a small quarter sheet pan. So find out how appropriate those are for the amount of dough we are making. (laughs) Right. So then we press our dough into our pans and then we'll lay our broccoli on the top. And if you want to add other ingredients too, I was actually thinking of slicing up a little onion to put on mine maybe. Mm -hmm. See, I might have to pull other people about that decision. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to also top with a little uh, pecorino cheese so that's our and second. garlic and garlic yes mm-hmm. I like that idea with the onion I might do a little shallot too on top there yeah I wasn't sure how you'd feel about it so I'm yeah I I think I like a a little bit of onion on a tart like that I think it's always a good addition let's do it I'm yeah. in okay okay so then we put the broccoli and other things on top and it just goes in the oven like yeah. That? Yep. We're going to bake it for 
We're estimating 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, that is a hybrid of the longest time for just the tart shell to bake <laughs> and Martha Stewart's recommended time for her thing to bake. So we'll see what uh, we'll see. the results are. Mm -hmm. And yes, we already said this, but just to say it again, we did already pre-cook our broccoli at 375 for about 10, 15 minutes, something like Somewhere that. Somewhere around there. Yeah, just until it looked like it had softened up a little bit, slight little bit of browning around the edges, just because I don't want to take it too far with the mm -hmm. with that, but I thought it would be good for it to dry out a little bit. Since our dough is a little bit of an unknown, I didn't want to risk the run the risk of trying to uh Put too much moisture in the mix. Yes. When thank it's not you. supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. I got distracted by what time it is. So I, I think we should we probably get moving. moving. I know. <laughs> well real quick, what world level then? Uh let, we're gonna say this is a two. And we may have okay. different thoughts of that by the end. Because sure. Okay. We, this see, also then. may not be a success. We have to figure right. that part out. We never know what's going to happen. Here we go. <laughs> Off to the kitchen we go. <laughs> Off to the kitchen. Tart almost in progress. Tartenstein coming in. Tartenstein. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the kitchen. We have melted our butter. and I'm adding it to my flour. Okay. Sugar. I'm actually... A little bit of time has passed for me to feel some of the effects of that tincture. So I'm scaling back how much I'm adding. I'm only going to do a half a dropper. But yeah, what were you, sorry, you were saying you just added your sugar to your flour? No. So I had my flour, my salt, my sugar all mixed together in this bowl. I feel like I'm missing a dry ingredient, but I can't remember what it is right now. I've added my melted butter. I had about two tablespoons of cannabis butter and then. Uh, the other seven tablespoons are regular butter. So hopefully it's moderate to mild-ish. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and stir it up with my hands. Did it, say to, did it say to make a well? It did, but I tried to make a well and it just went over the sides of my okay. well. Okay. And you're, I'm assuming, I mean, I'm doing mine in a glass bowl. Are you doing yours in a bowl? Yeah, I have a, a metal bowl, but yeah. Okay. The very soft dough. Mm, oh, the butter's <laughs> like a little bit warm. It's like a very nice texture. A yeah. Little warm goo. Mine's pretty weedy flavored. <laughs> I'm like gonna flour? add. A, yes, it tastes like flour. So okay. I'm gonna add a little nutritional yeast mm -hmm. to mine mm -hmm. to add a little extra different flavor in there. Oh. Hopefully this is not going to like really fuck my dough up. <laughs> Give this little combined dough a little taste. The nice thing, it's only got, it doesn't have any egg or anything in it. I mean, it's, yeah, raw flour. And they write on the bags now that it's a raw food and you should not consume raw flour, but I don't care. <laughs> no, sorry. Still do it. Um, I don't know. I feel like mine needs a little salt, but the, the, um, tart itself is going to have all that cheese on it yeah that's true and actually i like my addition of nutritional yeast is pretty good <laughs> i bet okay that's fun what a nice surprise yeah and definitely kind of takes away some of that weedy flavor uh-huh flower flavor uh-huh cannabis flavor 
That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, mine doesn't have any of that because of the tincture. Yeah, that that is one of the nice things about tinctures. The other thing I'm jealous is that you probably will have a much better idea of the dose and sure. you know how what kind of effect you're gonna have. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was unflavored. They had a blueberry one, and I was like, well, that would be funny. but not really what we're going for right now (laughs) that's the point um okay is it time i hear your paper rustling is it time to put it into our all right yes i am i'm sprinkling it in and our pans are lined with um parchment paper too yeah just to make our lives a little easier when we're done here so lots of crinkling sounds I just realized I did not cut up the other veggies i meant to cut up so oh yeah (laughs) i gotta gotta do the salad well, I don't know. I think your eight by eight pan might be a much better fit for this dough. Yeah, this does seem to be a good amount. Yeah. I definitely am not all filled in. And it looks kind of like I'm going to end up with a, about an eight by eight square. <laughs> <laughs> I regret my choices. Well, and it doesn't no seem very now. even. This whole... I think even, even the eight by eight, like it works. But it's still a little big. It's a little thick. Uh, there, no, it's a little big. Like there's some thin parts that I'm trying to even out. Yeah. Like even the eight by eight is still slightly too large. Uh, okay. But it's working well. It's nice to have the sidewall. Yeah, because you'll be able to get it, but like a little bit of a lip. I don't <laughs> know that I'm gonna get that. Yeah. Yeah. Barely a lip. Because there's really, I'm stretching it here to get to the edges. Okay. It's such a simple dough, too. If I mean, we could always make a little more of it next time. Right. Yes. This was just a failure for me to, like, truly think that through. Are you in? Yeah. My, my dough is done, anyway. Okay. Dough's in. Broccoli time. Right. Well, I was going to chop my, do my sliced oh, garlic shell. and my shallot, actually. Okay. And now for a little bit of shallot. And my shallots are quite little, so that's really all I'm getting anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to use anywhere near my entire thing of broccoli <laughs> that I have. <laughs> so much broccoli. I am so much broccoli. It's fine. It'll make good food, good mm-hmm. other things. <laughs> Can chop it up and put it with some pasta. There you go. Or um, a little bit of sesame oil. Or a little bit of sesame oil there. That's true. All right. Let's pick out some nice looking things here. Just placing some shallots around. Oh, I'm still working on my broccoli over here. Now, cheese. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do red pepper flakes too. Ooh, good idea. I don't know where mine are. Otherwise, I'd do that. But And then cheese. Okay. I am assembled, and it sounds like you're probably pretty close. Pretty close. One more cheese to put down. And voila. Voila. I'm ready. All right. Into the oven. Is it 25 minutes on the clock? You got that going? Yes. 25 minutes on the clock. (laughs) There we go. See everybody in the future with our Tartensteins cooked. (laughs) All right. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) For future people, it's been about 25, no, not quite 20, no, 25 minutes or so. We did about 25 pretty much. And 
First thought, scratch and go. I don't like how it looks. Same. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I also seem to have some fundamental problems with my dough and this application of making kind of a flat tartlet type thing. I think we probably would have had better success had we cut out like little squares and done like little individual things. Mm -hmm. uh, putting a big flake of pecorino is kind of unappealing. It doesn't melt super well. It's like, yeah, not digging it. Uh, I know you're feeling sort of similarly, but what else would you say about it? Yeah, I agree with everything you said, especially the cheese part. We have these beautiful little broccoli trees that we spent all this time making, and then it's obliterated by these like big white rafts of pecorino. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure it will taste good, but it just it looks a little boring. It looks a little dry. Yeah, and in moving it from the pan over to a cutting board, still keeping it in the parchment paper a whole like a corner broke off <laughs> it's extremely crumbly the the piece did taste good though but it is very crumbly and I'm trying to imagine even like how I'm going to get one bite with everything in it on together. it <laughs> yeah well I'm just eating the the tart dough right now I mean the baked bit mm -hmm. and that's very good my dough oh, is very good. tasty I mean that's all that really matters has like it's very delicate mm. okay flavors winning me over uh-huh I still think it's a little bit dry I think I'm gonna do a little bit of olive oil on it and maybe a little bit more salt but my garlic I kind of like tried to tuck in a little bit into the bread or the dough and so it's got this real nice garlic undertone to it and the dough's delicious it's a little mm -hmm. too crumbly for me. How would I have added a little bit more? Should I have added some water? I think there's a question of baking, baking it again, mm -hmm. doing a double bake on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is so crumbly. Mine, yeah, mine's just falling apart. So. Mm -hmm. Into teeny pieces too. It's not. It's like you can't even really eat it. <laughs> right. Snow. Yeah. Yeah. But it does taste really good. It's really close. And I almost wonder, what if we had used that eggless shortbread from France without any of the vanilla as kind of a base in this situation? Like, what would have happened then? Because it was so much thicker. I think there may just be a fundamental problem of doing, like, a dry something mm -hmm. like this with this type of dough. Mm -hmm. I think this type of dough is suited to, like, if we like made the bechamel sauce we were talking about and yeah. kind of like baked it into like almost a quiche type thing mm -hmm. versus this, which is just not like the topping isn't going to work with the base is where, mm -hmm. where we kind of went wrong. Sure. It was worth a shot, but uh, you know, I think I can come up with a bunch of different ideas for this where we like make, cut out little individual squares and put a piece of cheese on top of the square and then put the broccoli on top of that probably would have been a better better option kind of make like a savory cookie type thing with a yeah topper. almost like a an hors d'oeuvre kind of yeah one biter kind of thing yeah could have been really cute really if you fun. did like yeah. little like 
even if you did like little like the just like top like tiny tops of broccoli or like just taking the steps out entirely and so you'd have like a little cheesy biscuit mm-hmm. with a broccoli topper or yeah, that, would that be broccoli good. pesto like I mm-hmm. was talking about earlier so yeah you need a little moisture I, we need a little moisture which I wonder then too what if we hadn't pre-roasted the broccoli and it had leaked that liquid Moist. into this you know would that have made it just gooey I don't know crumbly? yeah <laughs> like like yeah un, unclear at this time what that would do if that would have been better or worse I can't tell sure well it does taste good it is a bit of a bomb on the whole because I don't know how I'm going to eat it as much as I want to eat the whole thing I'm not sure how to do that so put it in a bowl chop it up and yeah spoon <laughs> <laughs> make it cereal milk yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well I'll find us i'm glad on... we tried it yeah no, why did you say it. that again right. i'm oh, glad boy. we tried it <laughs> and okay i'm glad we tried it <laughs> this was our 420 broccoli tribute so it was more about the broccoli anyway which looks great and is beautifully crispy the way i like it so broccoli star mission accomplished there but Yes, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. We have a website. website. Yeah, <laughs> there's stuff there, just maybe not related to this episode stuff yet, but yeah. it'll we'll, it, it'll get there. It'll get there. Yeah. We'll either... Time is subjective. So Yeah, time doesn't mean anything. Fine. We've all it's agreed fine. this. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's no big deal. Right. So like and subscribe. Tell more people about it. We're very excited to keep slow and steady growing. Join our Patreon where we never stop talking about very interesting things. And, oh, I think that's it. I'm done. I'm hungry. Let's go. (laughs) Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.